Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello folks and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast, the only inside source, bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. All right, you guys, thanks for joining us again. We're into part two at HQ. It has been truly special to be able to do our pod on location. And for you, Steph, certainly closer to home, right? Correct, because we are back at HQ, uh, deep in the heart of Roswell, Northern California. (laughs) As you will recall, last week's episode came to you from these comfy armchairs in the middle of the jam room at HQ. Mm -hmm. We had a few of the mighty HQ team rolling on through and Rob Trujillo even zoomed in to be uh, part of the shenanigans. Kind of a fun day at work, wasn't it, Ray? Don't you think? Oh my God, yeah. And you might also remember that we promised you we would spend this week taking you on a walk around tour of the entire HQ building with my former cubicle mate, content and network met on tour main man and HQ veteran Jeff Yeager as our guide. and walk the corridors of HQ, shall we? Let's do it. Which way should we go first? Let's go to let's go this way, which is towards the workshop. Let's go towards the workshop. This fantastic, my word. I mean, if ever you needed anything mechanical repaired, right? Yes. <laughs> and we're talking for all instruments, for anything, even here in the building. This yep. shop has everything. How many drawers are in there? I mean, I don't know what's in them. I'm afraid to open them. That would be Zach Harmon territory, right? Hit That's... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Zach Harmon, who is, I I mean, I guess he's the band's, I call him like the stage manager. He's basically the band's equipment manager, but within our organization, he is the fifth member because he handles everything that deals with the band. Yeah, and he's been, I mean, he's been around since the mid-80s. Correct. Yeah, I I remember him coming from Armored Saint. Yes, he did. Yes, indeed. Go on, Renee, what do you see? Well, I was going to say, you know, when I first came on here, this is where I first met Avi, and he was always back here tinkering with things and and helping out. And it's nice to see that there are two hammers on the wall, Cliff, 
you'll always be remembered. Cliff Burton, of course, always famously carried a hammer on tour, which is very important if you're in a rock and roll band. You must always have a hammer. So we have two of them here, one with a rubber head, one with a full metal head, of course. There's wires. There's there's a prototype guitar here. I was just going to ask you about that. We have a prototype of the ESP-shaped snake bite, right? Snake bite sounds good. But what's <laughs> but what's cool is this, this feels very much like, it feels kind of like a clubhouse in its own way, right? This is like a kind of a, an ultimate man cave. Because you got tools, you got a giant TV, right? Well, pretty much when the band bought the building and moved in, they made it their clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And this is a full annex of it. Yes. A giant shield, an Ulrich shield. We had a contest in So What magazine to create a shield, a coat of arms. The Ulrich coat of arms. It's a pretty massive piece of work. It's beautiful. I have another question. The smash guitar, this one. What's the history of this one? Who knows that story? That I don't know. And that's the thing. When you wander around HQ, this is the thing you've got to know. This, I mean, we've been coming into this building. I mean, uh, uh, Jeff and I have been coming into this building since it was born, right? But there's always something new that you notice. You're like, I haven't noticed that. I mean, I'm just looking up at some of James's art, little framed art above a storage room. Well, a very important room, I might say, that holds all sorts of audio archival material, which is uh, pretty cool. But that's the thing. Let's go wandering on. So you'll notice that the sound is a little more uh, echoey. That's because we are in the middle of... uh, it's kind of like, I suppose, a connective corridor area, right? Yeah, We've yeah got... sure. This is a, um, it's loading. Loading know. dark. To my right, there's the control room where all the music is recorded. There is, there's the remnants. You remember those Halloween parties? Yes, we had, we had very big Halloween parties here. And we still have a very, very big skull. We've got bullheads. We've got, wow, there's all sorts of stuff. I was going to talk about the, the painting, I think, that Jenna did of Greg Fiddleman, yes. which is a beautiful, realistic, life-like painting of Greg Fiddleman yeah. with, with his headphones on, which yeah. I think is adorable. And Jenna being one of our fantastic team who works uh, is a core merch team person, but also a great artist. And I like the fact that right near Greg's painting is one of those inspirational posters. Which says, dream, dream big and dare to fail, I dare you. And that quote, according to this poster, is by James Hetfield of Metallica with an eagle in a nest. I think that someone might be having fun with us here. That's what I feel. I, I, but the next time we speak to James, I'm going to ask him about his line in motivational posters. <laughs> but I think the placement of it is pretty interesting. It suggests that it's a joke. So, okay, we're wandering into the kitchen, the kitchen, dining room, all sorts of stuff happens here. I remember sitting at that table with Lars and James when Lou Reed walked in and being able to bullshit my way into sticking around and watching that whole thing happen because <laughs> we were told not to be around when Lou Reed came into the room and I just happened to be there. And this, for certainly anybody that watched the documentary, some kind of monster. This is probably the most yes. iconic setting oh. because the chairs are familiar and the, the room is familiar. So yeah. I remember when I first came here and walked in and I was like, oh, oh, this is here. This is really where we are. And it was kind of like a trip to be in it, you know? Yeah, I mean, you'll remember. Talk about your some kind of monster experience here. And then, well, they were making Sane Anger and that's when I came on full time. And so I was here during the last part of making Sane Anger. So I was here when... The film crew was here and all that stuff. So it was very interesting times. Yes, indeed. But then we very quickly got used to them being all over the building. They did an amazing job with that film, you have to say. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. The stuff they got is, yeah. you know. Do you but think- I can imagine in it was a very oh. different feeling, right? It was Most definitely. crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I, when you, I mean, I don't know about you, and I, 
I would like to know about you in relation to this. I always associate this building with that project more than anything. What about you? You've got a different relationship because you're here all the time. I I have a different relationship because, uh, you know, I'm here, not every day, but, you know, I'm here a lot of the times. And before I started going on tour, I was always on the fan club side of the building. And you don't come to the band side of the building unless you were told to come to the band side right. building. It was very much divided. Yeah, it was yeah. divided, yeah. yeah. And then also, since then, I'm going to speak for you a little bit. Yeah. Jeff does so many things for all of us that, like you're saying, it, it, it probably has evolved so much for you, you know, because this is a place of work and this is where well, things break. Well, not only that, <laughs> but my role within the organization has grown and changed a lot and what I equate this building now is the band writing and recording, which I document everything that they do. And, I mean, Jeff works hard. And we should go to the kitchen. Yes. Because the kitchen has changed. Yeah, a little bit. The snacks have changed. The snacks have definitely changed. All right. So, Jeff, should we get into the snacks? Do you yes, want to? Yes, we should. We're here now. The snacks, yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to my experience of coming here. And, and, and as Jeff said, you know, the rooms are very separate. The working side is over there. And then you come in this side, and this is where the band lives and does their work and is creative. And the snacks on this table are just, I'm sure, quite elevated from a time long ago where the snacks were maybe like Doritos. But now <laughs> we've got Power Curls almond butter we've got those think bars got probably some of the best chocolate peanut butter cups you will ever eat in your life it's all very healthy isn't it it's become come on jeff it's become a lot healthier yeah most definitely right it has become healthier. So Renee, Renee has something to t- Renee has something to tell Renee you about the milk. Renee has now opened the fridge and for those of you that can't see us right now. Yeah, every kind of milk. You got your almond milk. You got your oat milk. You got your oat creamer. You got regular milk. Somebody is doing a pressed juice cleanse right now, so that's good to see. Don't know who it is. Are you, am I right, uh, Renee? I think you should open the freezer. Oh God. <laughs> is there a hand in here? Oh wow. Oh, oh, I haven't had one of those. The enlightened ice cream. I haven't had one of those yet. These are enlightened ice cream. Are you going to open it, Eddie? Later. I'll have it at lunchtime. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm ready, but not quite now. So this is the collaboration we did with Enlightened Healthy Ice Cream. They keep diabetes in check with their products, and they also do soy and, and all different flavors. But we modeled the ice cream bar after the... ESP Truckster. Yes. And yeah, and proceeds from this collaboration go to All Within My Hands for our Feeding the Hunger program. And it's nice to know that the band have got a few a few boxes. Yes. Great. Yeah. Am I right in saying this? That fridge really started to change when Kirk started to get like really into his juices and and I mean I remember that being a a switch point was when Kirk started getting much healthier. Okay. Um in his ingestions mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh, it, it's followed suit because of course you know without making this a health pod the whole band are now into they're pretty healthy so yeah. but kirk was the catalyst yeah when they are here recording and and doing all the the many things they need to do as a band a chef comes in so that meals are provided for them and everybody has their things that they like so the chef has to be flexible to it's pretty much like it is on tour one such chef i'm just going to mention karina because she's the greatest she was working in merch. You know, she was the one who would pack up your shirts and things and send them out. And then also had this wonderful dream of becoming a chef. So she would tag team, do some chef work here in this kitchen. And subsequently has moved on to open her own restaurant just down the road, which is really cool. And Karina's hot sauce, I just noticed, still on the door. Excellent. Very good. 
So we're walking into the club side of things. Hey, Michaela. Hey. 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 <laughs> Making sure that you're picking. Tell the good people what your role here as is. A lot of shipping, receiving, sending good old care packages out. Yeah, just being around. It's a very busy building. Like, you'd be surprised. You know, that doorbell rings. There's things coming and going. People wanting to pick up things or drop things off. So yeah, There's a lot of packages going yeah. in and out of this place, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of packages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's keep on wondering. Why don't, we, why don't you take us to your, yeah. your cave? Come on. To my cave? Yes. Yeah. This is my... Jeff's domain. This is, yeah, this is, this is my cubicle. I call it the cave. <laughs> This is the second location I've been in this building. Yeah. Yeah. But as we used to sit next to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I had a roomie. He hated it upstairs. when I moved in. <laughs> you have your Forbidden Planet poster. Very cool. And obviously a lot of Star Wars stuff. A lot of Star Wars stuff. A lot of Star Wars stuff, which in and of itself we could take up another pod to well, it would have to be a long pod. That would have to be a long pod, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If someone asks for it. We can do it. We can do it. Right. <laughs> Talk about Jeff and his Star Wars fandom. Yeah, right. why not? All right, let's head back into this. This room is very interesting. It's the final room on, on this side of the downstairs floor yeah. of HQ. And at one point, this was the absolute merch nerve center. This is where it all happened. This is a blackened kind of personal storage space. Yeah. For like, you know... For when the guys come in and they want to look after people and they yeah. want to like take care Just of have friends, stuff and, handy, yeah, as which needed. is in this room. This this was the old old shipping room, and this is where everything used to come out. This this was yeah. This is the back room. This was the pick and pack room. Yeah. So when we used to ship orders from HQ, it would be all in this room. Yeah, yeah, and and a, and a lot of uh, good music was played back here. Ugh. A lot of good music was played back here by the pick and packers. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm looking up. We're about to walk back out the doors. I'm looking up at the door hinge, and there is a St. Angus sticker, obviously, from back in the day. Like, it's uh, it's faded and peeled and cracked, but it reminds us of when this place was, was the nerve center for, for your merch. All right, let's wander back out, and let's go upstairs here just to complete this side of the building. Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we're back. We're going to continue our walk around HQ because we're upstairs. We just left the office area of the building and we're about to go back through the band side of the building. It's a bit of a maze, but follow along. You want to go in there? I, I, well, should we? This is the, is this the nerve center? Well, this is, this is called the server room. That's yeah. that, the nerve center. It's loud. Well, let's just hear the sound of a... a... All right. Just listen to the sound of Metallica's servers. Everything we do is driven by this noise, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Does, how, many, how many locks does this door have? That's two. Wow. A lot, right? We have a lot running through here, yeah. A lot running. Yeah, we don't want to build it up too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And as a matter of fact, maybe we'll just leave and pretend we weren't in here at all. <laughs> we are now walking along... Another long corridor. A lot of corridors in this building, as happens. But these were the individual, well, they are the individual apartments that were built for the band to stay in. I'm standing outside a door which says Papa Het. Uh, Dirty Donnie came in and uh, did the artwork that I'm looking at on the door, which is Hot Roddy. And James talks about this in, in, in both his books, actually, both the, the car book and the guitar book. Both of those have him talking about Dirty Donnie and what he did here. This door remains permanently shut, except for interlopers like us in half an hour. <laughs> um, but, you know, James doesn't... Let's just say James doesn't come and take his naps here anymore. Yeah. No nap time for James in this room anymore. But no. it was built... It was one of the rooms that was built for, you know, for the band, and that was his. That's where he would hang out when he first came. Um, Less interesting toilet. <laughs> it's interesting. Although it's very low. <laughs> a, a fantastic little sort of diorama of a tabby cat... <laughs> With James's head on it, which I think is, is kind of great. This next room I'm looking into, this was Kirk's room. And Dirty Donnie had painted... Uh, he had, like, surfers in here, right? Surfing yeah, gremlins was, or something. Was, there was uh, surfing on this right-hand wall. Yeah. And there was, like, a fire pit circle thing That's on that it. wall. That's it, yeah. And so... The, but this one's changed, and one of the management team... I see that Bob's big boy hanging off the, the upside-down off the... These are things you notice. There's so many little trinkets and weird, weird but cool things. This room at the end was probably, or the penultimate end, was one of the most used rooms by any band member, I think. This was Rob Trujillo's pad, but it has now become a second sort of a control room or a third or a fourth. I don't know. How many fucking well, control if, rooms do we have so, now? So this is Robert's room, and if you remember from Some Kind of Monster, yeah. him rehearsing the songs on the boombox, this is the room that he was He's in. Yeah. Yeah. Stefan alluded to earlier how Robert stayed here the most. Yeah. Yes, he slept here yeah. in this room. Yeah. And as I remember it, it was basically a mattress on the floor. It was pretty yeah, low. Yeah, it was a f was futon bed. A futon bed. It was a yeah. futon bed. Really, so like co collegiate looking. Yeah, very, very. Futon clean. was always the fancy yeah. word for yeah. mattress on the floor, right? <laughs> so, Come on. So Robert no longer stays here, and then this room has now sort of been transformed into an editing station. Oh, right. good. Well, you think that was the end, but there's one more person. Yeah. 
whose room is at the end of another corridor. So many corridors. And, of course, this final room will be at the end of the corridor <laughs> because it's got to be the final room up here, yeah. right? It's got to be the one. Yeah. Should we go a little closer than 15 yeah. feet from it? Uh, Do you think... what it says Will there be a giant fist that will come and punch us as we come? The guests stay away? All right. We are standing outside a room that has a stool, a pair of Adidas sneakers, <laughs> some black clothing... A little bit of gaffer tape with For Helvida Productions. And if he was on the other side of that door, he'd be uh, coming out and correcting our pronunciation, of oh. course. Should we? I mean, do you think you the listeners can guess who we're talking about? Who who would be behind this door? It, well, it's it's also got a peak pole, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is Lars. So, so is, is Lars. So is Lars can see <laughs> if he actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he also does actually use this room quite a lot. It has yes. to be said. Yes. This is a sanctuary escape for him from all the, um, well, it's not exactly madness here, but if he needs a quiet spot, do some meetings, whatever, yeah. he still hangs in here quite a lot. So at this point, he is the band member who uses his private space the most, right? Is that fair to say? Most definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we're going down the back stairs now, and that's the thing. You can, it's kind of a little bit like a maze. You can sneak around and, you know, you can avoid areas if you need to. So we're going down the back stairs now. I have one more question for that Jeff might know uh, in the building of this place was it was it one section first and then piecemeal together or was this did this kind of all come together at so one be- before the band bought the building this was a recording studio and rehearsal space okay so it had the bones for that so it had the bones that the band actually rehearsed here along with other bands like Journey Santana okay. Grateful Dead so the front side where we did the fan club and management offices, those all used to be isolation rooms. Okay. So when people would come and record, you know, a guitar or a violin and they needed, you know, a you know, real quiet spot to do it, that's where they did it. So when the band bought the building, they wanted to have their fan club and offices in their front. So that all got torn up. Okay. So really, since... Since the band bought the building, the front side where the fan club and the offices are has been the most transformative spot in the building. Control room, Studio A, Studio B, and Jam room, for the most part, are pretty much the same. When we get to Studio A, we, we can talk about how Studio A has, has transformed evolved. over the years. Yeah. yeah, I remember doing a, a roundtable, actually, in one of those isolation rooms before they bought it, when they were still just hiring and working out of it. Little did we know that they would own it. And now we're entering the control room. So I'm walking in and looking to my left, if any of you have James's Messenger's book, I'm standing staring at the end papers. Uh, you'll have seen the photograph of those guitars. I'm staring at them right now. As a matter of fact, I could reach out and touch them. I'm not going to. I think one of the things I wanted to ask you about, actually, I've never really asked you, is you constantly, when they're recording, you're constantly filming everything in here as much as for their reference, right? So as if Lars... Needs to needs to go back to something that happened. He can consult your footage. Is that right? Uh, mostly, mostly it's either Greg or Sarah will say, "Hey, can you pull up the band playing such and such song? I need to see what Lars was actually doing and what was he was hitting." Got it. So yeah, so not so not only is it documentary, but it's also referencing. There's two massive speakers here, but there's these tiny little outer reference speakers, and those are the speakers I like listening to the playbacks on the most. 
the smallest ones. I, I, I hear better out of those. It seems to be clearer, but there's, there's speakers for all tastes yeah. is kind of the point. Speakers. And to the point of my uh, audio engineering ignorance, I'm looking at a massive pile of racks and buttons and God knows, which is quite comforting because it, it shows you that not everything is digital, digital, digital. Not everything's on a computer. I mean, it, it isn't. No. But no. So, but anyway, this is the nerve center. This is where Greg tirelessly works, it has to be said. All right, we are about to walk into Studio A, heralded as we are by a Danish flag. This is very cool. Jeff can probably give the history of this, but I will say that it is a small sort of constructed with baffles and kind of it's like, it's kind of like a, a cabana almost, the studio cabana. Uh, but it's, I mean, you have direct eye contact with the back of the monitors. I think Greg could peek at you through between them, but you're as close to the, the aquarium because it says above this glass, don't feed the fish because we are looking we're looking through into the control room uh from this isolation booth but uh this is where a lot of the magic happens with this him, right? this is our vocal booth yeah and when we were doing death magnetic we actually bought like an isolation booth mm -hmm. for james to do vocals and it was very small and it's kind of a little claustrophobic yes i've been in those before so zach being who he is, built this out of foam, you know, with Greg's help. So yeah, so this is a, a permanent installation. Right here is James' vocal booth. And it's appropriately covered with banners. And it's got more banners, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and, and I have to say, I think what's really huge significance is that yes. it's a Brazilian banner that's in the back and it's a massive impression of Cliff back there, which obviously I'm sure that many of you can figure out that's a, an inspirational thing for James, based on that famous uh, Ross Halfin picture with the two fists out and uh, Cliff just looking straight ahead. But it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. There's also, I'm going to say, is that a Polish flag? What is that one? I believe so, yes. Yeah, I think it is a Polish flag is in there as well. So, all right, let's move back through. There's an Argentinian flag here. We're going to be here. There's another Polish flag. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I think this is a Bulgarian one. There's a Bulgarian one. There it is, local chapter, the Bulgarian local chapter. But what's really significant, I think, about this room is how much it has changed over the years. It's had many stages. I mean, there used to be a stage up here. Yeah, so this, this was the rehearsal room. So when Metallica, before they bought the building, they would come here to rehearse. And there was, there was a stage that basically took up three-fourths of this room. <laughs> And it was probably about hip high. And the band would load in through the, 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 through the roll up door, yeah. you know, bring all their cases in here. And then, you know, Zach and all the, you know, guitar techs and drum techs or whatever would set up the band space up here to rehearse. And so, and that was there for a long time, yeah. long time. And it used to gather a lot of equipment. And so, well, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, then when, and then when they bought the building, they left the stage here, and then all of St. Anger was written and recorded right in front of the window in front of the control room. And everyone will see that, everyone can see that, obviously, in some kind of monster movie and yeah. all the different videos that we've done over the years. Now, when I came on in 2019, this was like, it looked like a Costco for guitar cases. <laughs> it was wall to wall guitars and basses and instruments yeah this and so app you know after saint anger you know the band started accumulating more things so then this basically became the storage storage, storage okay. on the stage so they had basically racks and racks and racks of guitars everything yeah i mean goosebumps people goosebumps yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and i think also one of the most significant things that's happened in this room 
since the building opened was uh, obviously the uh, the fan club, the the pandemic gig that happened in here. The oh, oh the all yeah. within my hands show. Within my hands, yeah. the streaming that show. Was this room. That yes. was this room. Oh, that was and this they room. had the so, panels yeah. all around. So that this was that was that's one of the big transformations in this room is the guitars went away to storage, the stage went away, which. Yeah. The stage has been in this building for probably over 30 years Aww. at that point. So yeah. when they decided to do the All Within My Hand show, where are we going to be able to do it? Where it can be controlled and still stay within COVID policies, blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. Let's do it in Studio A. It was the, uh, I mean, obviously there was the vineyard stuff that happened but uh, for the movie screens. But I think that was the most significant, well, one of the two most significant events I remember in this building. Yeah. But it was really a, such a, a groundbreaking moment, not not yeah. just in terms of COVID and what yeah. was going on, but also for, for everyone connected with yes. the band. People hadn't been close to each other. No. People hadn't spoken in the same room. No. The band hadn't played in the same room, and it all happened here, and, and it was it was crazy, right? I mean, it was, you it walked was in, there was like, the, it was squared yeah, off. Yeah, so the idea was to clear this whole room out of everything. Everything. I mean, literally, the only thing that was in this room was the drape that you see hanging up on the walls here. Yeah. Nothing on the floor, nothing anywhere. And then they built video screens right. covering all four walls. It was, in, it was, it was floor, floor to ceiling. Floor video, to ceiling. Video screens. And when you talk about, you know, first time being all together, but the fans and the band could almost be closer because they were speaking directly right. to fans who were on that I, wall. Like, you could ask your question, and it was like person to person in between songs. You're asking a question. You don't well, get that at every... Like world's biggest Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of interesting. I remember looking at that and thinking, I wonder if this is... I mean, I just, is this the future? Yeah. Is this how it's going to be? Of course, it's proven not to be no. the case, but... It's an they, option. They did break ground with the technology, yeah. and, and it is there, and it's available. So, yeah, this, this, room, this room is very special, I think, for that as much as anything. But it also, we talk about the transformation, and one of the questions we've had is, you know, like, what happens here? You know, the, the, when the band aren't here, are things happening? It's like, oh. if you could see the size of this room and the gear that's in here now, and you could imagine the gear that was in here before, and it all being emptied out, and it all being reconfigured again and again and again, this is a beast that keeps on moving. Yeah. The, you know, the, wherever the band are, this, this beast keeps on breathing and living and moving, and there's always something going on. And, I mean, you can answer to that more than anyone, Jeff, there's, right? There's always something going on. There's always projects to work on. Yeah. There's always something new coming up. Yeah. Not necessarily new music, but there's always there's always projects being worked on. So, all right. Well, look, Jeff, thank you very much for helping us walk around the building. My I, pleasure. Right, Renee? I speak yeah. for both of us. With totally. It's great. Wonderful tour guide. And, uh, you know, I still feel we've only, you know, we've barely touched the surface. I mean, we could really here's, super nerd out. Here's the fridge that has the regular drinks. There we go. Regular drinks, like proper, like sodas. Proper sodas. <laughs> sodas. Yes. Sodas that are bad Normally for you. Normally this is for <laughs> yeah. crew people. Sodas that are bad for you. <laughs> All right. And there you have it, our audio tour of HQ. I think we all learned a little something. And if I can share the words from our producer, Christian, 
He called HQ the Abbey Road of the American West, which I like very much. Yeah, he was certainly freaking out over that Neve console, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was. But it is a fine statement, and it is one that stands the test of analysis, as we've hopefully shown all of you during these last two episodes. We are so glad that you came along for the HQ tour and deep dive these last couple of weeks. Thanks for that. Yeah, once again, thanks very much to Jeff Yeager for all his assistance. Uh, really, really right appreciated. And thanks to everyone in the HQ building for all the help. You're all royally appreciated and what an important part of the family you are and this building is. And with that, we should probably just let it be and get back to our families. So until next week, see, see ya. ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.